0: Hello, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I'm Celestial, and you're welcome to the channel. I'd like to welcome all new subscribers. Thank you for joining me, and you're very welcome. And to everybody who's been following the blog for a long time, you're also welcome. So today, I am starting a new series of prophecies, and I am not sure how long this series will go because this series will cover... The majority of the prophecies on my blog these are prophecies of judgment on America. Yesterday was the last Russia prophecy that I will be covering. I finished that series so if you if you haven't seen those, just uh, look I think you can subscribe to the channel and then just go to where YouTube lists all the videos and I recommend if you're new to the new to the channel, if you're new to the blog, then it would be good to check out pages like my welcome page on the blog and the prophecy page. Um, Some people might be new to prophecy. They might not necessarily be exposed to it. I know that there are so many different and, and sometimes explosive opinions about prophecy. But all I will say here is that I am here to faithfully render the words of the Lord as I have received them since 2012 until now. Prior to that, the Lord always spoke to me prophetically, but it was for my own edification. It was usually about my own life or insights and understanding about the lives of people close to me. However, in 2012, the Lord began to greatly expand the things that he would show me, the dreams that I had graphically changed. They began to cover locations all over the world, people that I only see on television, themes and subjects that, I will be absolutely honest, had never crossed my mind before. Uh, Things like human trafficking, the Lord began to show me these things in great detail, Um, and, and a lot of information concerning how things will be in the time of the end, especially the end of the world, brothers and sisters, and the things that will be facing Christians as we go deeper and deeper into that time. So. Without further ado, I am announcing here on the Master's Voice End Times Prophecy blog channel that I am now starting a series of prophecies that will serve as proclamations. A proclamation is basically an announcement by a human vessel of God's choosing in the earth realm of things that God has declared in heaven. So this might be sort of what God said to Habakkuk when he said, write the vision and make it plain so that he can run who reads it. I think this is Habakkuk chapter 2 verses 2 and 3. God may declare a thing, but if God says this to somebody privately, it's maybe a dream that you have had or there are things that God says to me that are just private conversation. So this is um a way that i receive information from god a lot i'll be doing something i'll be writing i'll be eating on a train or a bus and the holy spirit will simply make a remark to me and yet this remark contains so much sometimes explosive information about things that are to come and i'm sitting there and thinking what you know so um The Lord says things like that to me, but as I've shared on the blog in my writing, it is not everything that the Lord says to me that is a proclamation. It is not everything that the Lord says to me that is a prophecy to be announced. Some things are just celestial FYI, and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I've heard you. And I always keep everything in my journal, but not everything is a proclamation. Not everything makes it to the blog, but this series of prophecies that I'm about to start reading out You can find them all on themastersvoice.com. Information is in the description box below. So please check out the description box to find out what each prophecy is about, what I'm covering. I always give a little synopsis about the video to make it easier for you so you know what it's going to be about. The link will be there. You can go and read the full prophecy. Honestly, I encourage you to read the prophecies. I'm a reader myself, and I know that the prophecies are much more descriptive when they're written, But the benefit of the videos is that I can give uh, little extras because, as I said, sometimes I write out what I see, but I can't describe every detail of every picture that I see. It would be exhaustive for you to read and for me to type out. So let's give thanks to God for coming up with this idea of videos because I was really reluctant, but God always knows what he's doing so the prophecy today is a prophecy that actually got a lot of traction last year it's called mene mene tekel ufarsin and it was given to me on june the 3rd of 2019. so um if i can explain what happened that day was a call-in day for church right so some churches even before the pandemic had prayer lines and I think that those churches actually uh, benefited a lot when we were stopped from going to church because if you have a prayer line, then your members already have a virtual space to gather. So the church that, you know, that I was with um, has a prayer line and we, we met every Wednesday night. We meet every Wednesday night. So uh, I was on the prayer line and we were praying. We were praying um listening to the prayers prayer points being given and everyone is praying and i start to hear um mene mene tekel mufarsin." so i'm praying with my mouth and my brain is thinking i know i can hear this being spoken and then again i hear mene mene and i know that that is judgment from the book of daniel so i even thought uh lord am i in trouble have i done something you know, but the voice just kept intoning, Mene, Mene. So I thought, I, I know that God is trying to get my attention here, and I will go and study the passage later. And I went to Daniel chapter 5, and that's where the phrase Mene, Mene, Teko, Ufarsen was used. King Belshazzar, which, who was the, the immediate descendant of King Nebuchadnezzar, of that losing his mind beast fame, um, was having a feast with his aides and his governors, with the princes and concubines of his kingdom. So obviously there's a lot of wine flowing, everybody's talking about how great the king is, at they tend to do at these parties. And uh, you know, at they got as they got to a certain place where I guess they, they lost all restraint, because this happens when you abuse alcohol, they even said that the holy objects of God's temple should be brought forward so that the king and his concubines and his guests could drink from them. Now, I it was, this was a great insult to the God of hosts because, first of all, you've invaded God's holy land, uh, raided the temple in Jerusalem, um, destroyed it, and taken taken all the holy objects away from the temple. You brought them as booty, as spoil, to your nation, and your father, who did not know God, a pagan king who was humbled by God so greatly. And when God finally let him come back to his senses and be a human being with with um, a human mind, this man had an amazing conversion. He definitely 100% became a child of God. King Nebuchadnezzar's testimony written in his own words when he realized that there is only one God in heaven who is the one that gives power to men is an amazing Um, story to read of a man who came to salvation through hard suffering and great punishment and his son was born at that time so his son knew Um, uh, some some scholars actually say that Belshazzar was sort of reigning as a a regent you know which is someone who can operate in the powers of a king but who is not a king and of course the most famous regent that we know is um, Joseph one of my favorite people in the Bible so Belshazzar absolutely knew what God had done to his father. He watched it with his own eyes for seven years while his father had the mind of a beast, King Nebuchadnezzar, wandering in the far grounds of the palace, right? So God's mercy, he never actually went so far out, but he was in the far grounds of the palace where they probably used to do fox hunting and stuff like that, eating grass. The human being took leave of his senses and either thought he was some kind of bovine creature eating grass. Belshazzar knew all that his father had suffered at the hands of God for being arrogant. And yet, in a very ill-advised moment of drinking and merrymaking and, I guess, just enjoying being king, he called for the sacred objects of the, of the temple so that loose women, concubine women, um, and other guests, pagan kings and whoever he had over at the time could drink. So as they were doing this, a hand appeared on the wall and wrote mysterious writing that no one could decipher, even the highest witchcraft, occultists, and um, diviners of the time, they couldn't understand it. And then the queen, um, King Nebuchadnezzar's wife, right, Belshazzar's mother, remembered Wise man Daniel, who had served her husband so faithfully, and she said, Call for him. Daniel will know what this is. So they called Daniel and he read out the words Mene Mene Tekel Upharsin," which means, You have been weighed, you have been found wanting, your kingdom this day is destroyed and divided and given to another. So what happened is that same night, the Medes and the Persians, uh, another strong nation, invaded. Babylon, and Darius the Mede took power. The king was killed, King Belshazzar was killed, and the Medes and the Persians came to power. Right after I finished reading this, the Lord began to speak to me, and this is what he said. The American kingdom is at her end. The Persians, these are the Iranians, people from Iran, will come with their allies, and they will destroy everything that can be destroyed. America will never be raised up as a nation again. She will be wrecked and looted everything that can be carried will be carried away to her destroyer's abodes. So if you will, if you have been watching this prophecies um, that I've been putting up, then you will by now you you've begun to identify themes. One of the themes is captivity. We've talked about that at length, so I won't go into that again. but another another theme is taking away the riches of America. As I've said, I've seen that um, America, the the buildings were broken down. Some of them were nuclear weapons and the cities were destroyed. But then not only that, I saw that buildings um, were stripped for their raw material. I don't understand how that works. So I don't know if you break down a building and then take away the cement or take away, I don't know if you can remix cement or take away the metal that is in it, the steel, you know, which is tempered steel, which is actually quite valuable, and I think that can be reused. But whatever it is, everything that is of value in this nation, from the art, from the fixtures, the money, um, the raw materials in the earth, and even America's greatest treasure, which are her people, her greatest resource, the greatest resource of any nation is always the people. They will be taken away. America is destroyed from being a nation and there will be nothing left of her but the ruins of what she once had. This nation will be depleted by war and then her end will come. For their insufferable abominations, they will not be forgiven. So then the Lord then gave me a picture where America looked like a plate. It looked like a plate, you know, the dishes are, you get water in the sink and then you people stack the dishes in and then you're just trying to get that one plate in but then it doesn't quite slide under the water, it's tilted. So the Lord said that the country will be divided, one side of it will be underwater and the other side will be under intense heat, right? So America was burning on one side and then the other side was submerged in water. And I said that I, I couldn't tell if this was, if he meant natural heat or heat from war, or heat from nuclear weapons, but the Lord said that intense and insufferable heat will prevail on one side of the country, and the other side of the country would sink and drown. The next thing he said was, Arrows will fill the sky of America, fire in all her major cities. And I saw once again a vision of nuclear weapons coming down on all the major cities of america and when i see these nuclear weapons i i don't know if there's ever been a major nuclear war i don't think so actually you know we have the principle of mutual deterrence which is that everybody has nuclear weapons and because everybody knows they can be nuked back nobody nukes another person but in these visions i see that whatever country is attacking america has clearly been stacking up nukes for ever because i see them coming down exactly the way it looks in movies where you see native americans um or sometimes in movies like lord of the rings where the side you know the elves that use arrows they loose their arrows all at once and the sky is filled with them and you just see the arrows coming down like a rain like in the movie 300 this is what it looks like so many nuclear weapons loosed at one time. I know I have seen this consistently concerning the city of New York where I live. So many missiles coming down. I don't know if these are ballistic missiles. I know that there's other types of missiles besides um, nuclear ones. But the sky is full of them. And when they hit, America is burning. I see this in the vision. America is torched from one end to the other she is burning and then god shows me i've seen it before the google map monitor from space and america is so on fire that the fire is represented on the map even from space you can see the red even from that far away so um i see satellite imagery and real-time events and the smoke of fires that is rising from america can be seen in the satellite imagery i see before me that the country is burned and the people are suffering terribly and no one is coming to help their allies have abandoned them and this nation is all alone the next thing the lord said is people will flee to the hills but they will not find any rest there even the beasts of the field will be against them and take some of them to an early grave so then i see a picture of people uh trekking to the hills you know and these are people who to be honest don't really have any understanding of what it what it's like to live in the wild people who probably go camping maybe once or twice a year as entertainment. And when they go, they have those tents that have air conditioning and they have tons of bug spray and they have electric campfires and things like that. So they don't know how to light a fire from scratch. They don't know how to track. They don't know how to read maps. They're just running for safety. And because of this, they become prey to the wild animals that are out there. And this is what the Lord says. America is an abomination before me. She has raised up her hands even to slap my face, but I will return her insolence blow for blow. So to those who don't know what insolence is, insolence is, I think, the step further than stubbornness. Stubbornness, we all see it in our children, even we ourselves as adults. We can be stubborn. Someone tells you something and you say, no, I don't believe it, or no, I won't do it. We've all had those moments, especially with toddlers and younger children. You tell them and they just go, no! insolence is when you not only refuse but you are disrespectful when you are blatantly and purposely disrespectful and the idea of mankind here in america at least because this is the nation that i'm proclaiming these prophecies against being purposely disrespectful to the god of heaven this thing angers the lord greatly. I know that there are churches out there that are constantly preaching. God is not angry. God is not angry. I am here on this channel sharing with you the heart of the Lord as it has been revealed to me, and the Lord has revealed that the insolence of America, I constantly see a vision of a man. I can see that this is a man and his wife. The Lord depicts himself as the man and his wife. His wife is shorter than him, more petite, as always America appears, a blonde woman, and this woman raises up her hands as if to slap her husband's face, but the man is so strong, he grabs both of her wrists. In one hand and she's struggling and she doesn't even the look on this man's face gives me as a woman pause if I saw a man look at me like that I would reconsider my approach men are taller bigger stronger and can cause harm but this woman is not even mindful of the look on her husband's face she's struggling and saying things and she just cannot wait to find a way to get free to slap this man's face So whenever the Lord is talking about America, you slap my face, understand you cannot actually slap God's face and live. And I think that when you hear these kinds of things being said, you can already have an understanding of what is being communicated from the Heavenly Father. So let's continue. She raised up her hands to slap my face, but I will return her insolence blow for blow. I am rejecting this nation, even as she has rejected me. And even the the presence of the righteous who are seated in the land will not be enough to stop or delay her punishment. Let those who are with me stay faithful and gather themselves to me in prayer. I will protect my sheep. Let them cling to me and believe in me, and I will protect them. Brothers and sisters, I just have to let you know that I count myself to be one of those sheep that are desperately clinging to the Lord Jesus Christ. I know and I have known for many years that I live in a city that is under judgment. I am circumspect living in the city of New York. I constantly keep my ear tuned to the Lord. I know that there are some of you out there that are worried about me, but all I can say is that this is where the Lord placed me and the Lord has told me to remain Remain I shall until such time as he either brings me out or whatever it is his plan is for my life. But if the people who are called by the name of God happen to come across this video, wherever you are, if you live in the continental United States, I would say that even if you live in any of the territories that she possesses, because spiritually every land that America possesses is seen as America. So... Uh, Puerto Rico, for instance, I guess there's a strong affiliation. Um, Some of the islands, you could take this word as if this word is for you. If you are a child of God, i I strongly admonish you. If you are living a compromised life, come out of that life, return to your first love, Jesus Christ, cleanse your robes. Some people are caught in revolving door of sin. They commit a sin, they stop. They commit the sin, they stop. That's an iniquity, something that you can't seem to to keep doing. Or some of us just keep committing sin and we think that, oh, you know, there's grace. Grace will cover. Brothers and sisters, don't test God. Jesus said it is not right to tempt the living God. When Jesus himself was being tested in the desert by Satan, Jesus did not succumb to any of those temptations. He fought them off with the word of God. Loose yourself from sin. Loose yourself from compromise. The Lord says cling to him and believe in him. You cannot do those things with a sinful lifestyle. You cannot practice clinging to Christ with a sinful lifestyle. So please let these videos go deep into your heart. I always allow the prophecies of the Lord to go deep into my heart. There is no part of me that assumes that because I celestial am the one who receives these words that I'm somehow exempt That my sin will be overlooked i don't need to repent i don't need to pray i don't need to walk circumspectly which is with all wisdom and care before the lord there's nothing in me that thinks oh you know i'm special i'm the one uh, so uh, i'm safer there's nothing like that in a time of judgment let the wise man deliver himself so that he will not share in the bitter cup the lord says that all who are not sheep but goats prideful people, blasphemers, idolaters, those who constantly seek vengeance, who say, or those who say, I am God, I have no God, or I know no God, but science. To them I say, I am the beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega. I am the God of all life and all flesh, and now I will repay my enemy. Oh, you America that once sang anthems of praise to me, You called me the God of your freedom. You now say that I don't exist and you defy me. You tell children that I am not real. You tell them that I am not there. There are a lot of people in this nation who are raising their children completely atheistically. They're ruining the souls of their children because of their own pride. Some of these people were raised by Christian parents, but because they grew up and decided that Christianity was phooey, some of them were hurt. Maybe they lost a parent and they prayed to God, save my parent, and God didn't save the parent because it was the parent's time to go home. They became angry and bitter and they said, there is no God. To those of you who didn't know, even Charles Darwin went through that. He was an ardent Christian and then his wife got sick. He pleaded with God to save his wife's life and God decided to bring his wife home. And it was out of the hardness of heart, the bitterness and the sorrow that this man experienced that made him say, if God did not answer when I called, there can be no God, and if there is no God, then the origin of species must come from somewhere else. So to those who tout Darwin as an influence, you might want to look into it deeper. When human hearts are broken, they will deny God because to them, if God was real, God obviously should do what they want. Let's continue. God says that you tell children that I'm not real. You tell them I'm not there. You tell them to use their logic when they're afraid instead of teaching them that I am a God who is with them, who loves and comforts those who are afraid. You tell them that I'm just an idea that some are forcing on others to deny them freedom. But now I will correct the imbalances and I will balance the scales. Now I shake you out like a man shakes out his garment against one who is cursed. I will direct my arrow at you and I will not hold it back. I have placed my arrow on the bow, and I will not hold it back. My arrow is toward the face of my strong and constant enemy, America, and I will not hold it back. So then I saw a man in Middle Eastern garb. You know, he was wearing a beautiful robe that had many folds of color. The robe also appeared like um, an African robe that they wear in the nation of Nigeria. It's called an agbada. You fold up the sleeves and it's just so many folds of cloth that males wear. But the colors and designs on this Agbada were from the Middle East. The man took hold of his clothing and he began to shake it out. Now, in um, ancient Israel culture, when someone says, I shake out my garment against you, they're literally saying, I wash my hands of you. I have nothing to do with you. I shake you out and you have no part in me. So I saw this man doing this. And as he did this, coins began to fly out of his robe because he was shaking his robe so vigorously. So I saw currency, silver coins, thick cut metal um, flying out. And the money landed in the dust. And this man was so calm, he, he shook out all the money and then he fixed his robe and he walked away and left the money lying there. Um, so I am declaring what was said to me, the judgment of the Lord Jesus Christ against America. When I warn people, they always say that God will never do that. God is merciful. God will not do this if we pray. But I say to you that the Lord Jesus Christ, while strongly calling us to prayer, has said that this judgment is set and will not be reversed. Many times we say that God will not do that, but I remind you that the God you think would not do that is the same God who wrote the entire book of Revelation, the God who drowned Pharaoh and his armies in the Red Sea, the God who wiped out Sodom and Gomorrah and flooded the entire earth to remove all traces of sin from before him. He is God, merciful and long-suffering, but to be true to himself, he cannot allow unrepentant and growing sin to continue indefinitely. There has to come a cutoff point for sin. The earth cries out if the scales are not balanced. Satan, by the way, who is called the accuser of the brethren, also accuses God of being unjust if God does not judge sin. Just so you know. So to sum this up, there will be disasters by fire and disasters by water. A portion of the United States will sink under the sea. Nuclear weapons will be used on the cities. People will try to flee to the countryside, but because they do not know how to live there, they will be killed. America is insolent, full of abominations that have reached breaking point with God. War is coming to America. The nation will lose and be looted. Her allies will separate themselves from her. The lord will judge the wicked but the righteous who trust in him will be saved this is the full prophecy mene mene teko ufarsen i am celestial thank you for being with me i said i would work on lighting so if it works out i might be able to upload another video today check the description box for all the information thank you to those of you that have been a blessing to my ministry for sowing into my ministry i appreciate you greatly And I will try to take the time to write each person back and say thank you because that's polite and it will make my mom proud. God bless you and see you again soon. Bye.